Buckles, Hooks, and Dirty Looks podcast. I'm Brittany. I'm Sarah. And this is season two, episode 34, Doppelganger Yarn. Which I'm really sorry to our German listeners. It's probably not even remotely pronounced like that. <laughs> That's how Americans say it, though. So we're sorry. Yeah. Um, But we came across uh, this subject here and... A lot of people ask in a lot of groups about, like, they don't necessarily use the term doppelganger yarn, perhaps, but they do ask, like, what do you do? Your mid-project, they discontinue your yarn. Do you scrap the project? Do you try to find a twin yarn of another brand? Do you try to find the same yarn but another dye lot? Like, I don't... How do you bounce back from that situation? Um... And I don't know that there's a good answer because it's just really tough, I think, to match things up. If it's solid, especially. Yes. I typically don't. I don't. If if I don't have enough yarn to finish the project, I just scrap it. <laughs> Usually. Oh, no. I can, even if someone else can't tell the difference, I can tell the difference and I can't live with that. Same with dye lots. I don't use anything that is different dye lots. And it's funny because Eric now knows to check for that. Um, As a matter of fact, I just did a blanket for somebody and they bought the yarn for me, but they were two different dye lots. And I was like, well, I'm going to give it my best shot. Oh, man. But it's one of those things that, like, you just can't explain to somebody if they don't know already. I agree. Almost similar to the whole crocheting and knitting. No matter which one you do, someone is going to call it the opposite or assume you do the opposite. Yeah. They just live in our world. I don't, you know, nobody knows. (laughs) So I don't like people just going into the store and just grabbing any two yarns off the shelf just all haphazardly. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Totally, totally work. Their whole life must be chaos. <laughs> That's what I just assume. If you're doing something like uh, like a scrap blanket or a 10-stitch blanket or whatever, obviously, it's a little easier to transition into something if it's not the same dye lot or same exact yarn. But I just, I mean, I don't know. Do we need to, like, draft up a bill to the house about... If we could get these yarn companies to let us know when they're going to discontinue something. That would be nice. I mean, I know there's a lot of problems in the world, but this is a big one for a lot of us out here. And I don't know if we need to call our local representatives about it or what to do here. But I just feel like a lot of these things that come up and make our lives bad. I also feel, okay, dirty look of the week. I got a couple of them this week. I'm usually full of it. Love I, it. Um, I also feel that the yarn skein label should disclose how many joins are in the skein because oh okay i get what you mean okay like the knot and okay yeah because okay like okay unless i'm buying off of hobby and it's like seven thousand meters of yarn because hobby seems to sell it in like the largest skeins i've ever seen (laughs) right it's just a giant spool it's like a hay bale coming at you (laughs) yeah i don't know so unless you're buying it like that 
I just feel like they should disclose. It should not have more than one join for a small amount of yarn, I feel like. And sometimes when you get, like, I was using for a hot minute some of that baby blanket yarn that's, like, real thick and almost like like a terry cloth-ish. Mm -hmm. uh, some of them have, like, four or five connections in one skein. Wow. And I feel like that's unacceptable and should have been disclosed on the label. Yeah. I ran into that this weekend, actually. Um, so when I was doing the Scarecrow Festival, I really just sat there and crocheted like the entire time <laughs> until my hands got stuff. But I didn't take any scissors with me. I only had fingernail clippers. So Darn it. Well, there was all these knots in the middle of it. And I'm like trying to clip around them with fingernail clippers. And I was like, I can't do this today. <laughs> oh, no bad news it is bad news i have been pressure knitting this evening as i like to call it because i i wanted to make a project for a customer and i've been working on it but i made it a little more intricate than i should have and it was taking a wee bit longer because it was just some worsted weight that i had around which we know i'm not a fan of um nonetheless i kind of put it to the side tonight and have been double stranding some other yarn to just kind of make it a little thicker and work out quicker to try to whip out this project tonight before I stop by to see this customer tomorrow. So, um, I don't know. I'll probably be crampy hands later also. Um, I, I don't know. It's a bad thing though. It's hard to stop. I feel like sometimes even when your hands are crampy, if you're so close to finishing like that. Yeah section or I don't know you stay up way later than I do so I mean I don't I'm sure your hands need like you need like one of the cold tanks that athletes <laughs> but like any to like soak your hands in ice after the after the game I feel like they've probably almost just been desensitized at this point <laughs> like, they've just been through so much abuse that they're like oh okay so we're just gonna type all day and crochet all night that's what we're doing now okay right I need to get in on that numbness because for me uh I've really read carpal tunnel also and I I always have but I've always typed and stuff my whole life so uh I also blame it on being a cheerleader I was a base because clearly I wasn't a flyer um that's you know a lot of weight you're holding on your wrist and your hands but man my wrist and hands are wrecked so I can only knit so long and then I'm useless because they literally go numb to where I like can't even hold the needles good enough to like get the stitches it's terrible so oh but I don't want to have the surgery either no my sister had that surgery well actually my sister and my mom both had that surgery and it did more damage than good See, I've heard a lot of that, and for me, I mean, it's, that's not worth the pain and downtime and whatever. I did look at getting some braces, like, just to help me hold my wrists straighter when I'm knitting. Um, oh. Maybe to wear, like, uh, so I follow a Facebook page of a pottery group that uh, we love. It's called Wine Pottery. A-L-E-W-I-N-E. -E. You guys want to go look it up? Um, we love it. They're local Gatlinburg. It, this guy and his family. And we have followed them forever. Um, and own a good bit of their pottery. But 
nonetheless, uh, he posted a picture and I believe it was his daughter, but she had braces on her hands or some tape, some of that like athletic tape that they use. I don't, I don't know what mm -hmm. that, thing with a K. Uh, anywho, some of this tape on her hand and her thumb and her wrist. And I asked him about it in the picture and they're so cute. He's like, I don't know, but we'll check it out. Well, they messaged me back and we're like, Hey, uh, we asked her about it and it helps with her. She has carpal tunnel and stuff from throwing pottery and said that it helps relieve that. So I thought maybe some braces would do the same. I don't know. Yeah, it definitely might for sure. Um, it's bad when I was flying and knitting, I had to keep like putting the stuff down and then like hanging my arms in a zombie like fashion, just trying to like <laughs> feeling back in them for a hot minute. And then I'd be like, oh, sweet, they're back. And then I'd like get a few more rows in. But I'm sure that the girl uh, on one of the flights, there was a stranger passenger between my coworker and I that I traveled with. And I'm sure she's like, what in the heck is wrong with this lady? Because <laughs> nit, 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 zombie arms, zombie arms, <laughs> nit, 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 terrible. Uh, but I guess nonetheless, here I am still knitting with zombie arms and not getting surgery about it. But I'm trying to stay focused this next couple weeks to get enough stuff done for the sauerkraut festival coming up and I'm actually just standing here looking at my yarn wall and I I need to like okay so I want to make some ear warmers because I'm down to one last ear warmer oh. and I feel like it looks a little lonely on the table so I'd like to put a little more out there so it's not just this one random ear warmer yes but I'm like but I don't know what colors I want <laughs> I want them all I want all of the colors I just uh I don't know. I am struggling to make time to knit. I'm really jealous, though. The sauerkraut festival, back to that for a hot minute, because I love food, so we're going to discuss it. You have to get a German Sunday. I don't even like sauerkraut, but it's the best. They have them there. It's mashed potatoes and sauerkraut. And again, I'm really sorry, our German listeners. You guys are probably, like, shaming us for this right now. Um... But if you were wondering what very Americanized German stuff is like, we make German Sundays. Uh, mashed potatoes, sauerkraut, just a little bit. I'm not really a fan, but I do eat it on this. And then bacon and shredded cheese and sour cream. Oh, my gosh. It's so good. Um, but they call it a German Sunday. <laughs> I'm not sure how I feel about it. <laughs> shoot i'm sure everyone's gonna get a kick out of this one but uh, i need time to think about it everything you could think there sauerkraut related uh like i mean just everything i mean jeff loves it so for him like he eats all the things i'm sorry for everybody hearing that these kittens are relentless they wait until they record every week and they come out I mean, just ready to go. I don't know. They're like vampire cats. It's dark here now, so they're losing their mind. So I apologize about that. Uh, the cat had a fidget spinner. If <laughs> old, I've got these really smart cats over here. Got <laughs> spinners. Uh, it was just spinning it all around uh, in here. But but no, I don't know. I I don't know. It's not. 
it's getting dark earlier. Our listeners, if you've been with us a while, you know that Sarah and I do really enjoy when it starts getting dark earlier. I do for sure. <laughs> um, I'm wondering, and I it sounds like a silly thing, but being further onto the East Coast, I feel like maybe it'll get darker earlier here. Oh, yeah, definitely. Because um when Eric watches like baseball games and things that are on the East Coast, I'm always like wow it's dark there already and like the sun is barely like behind the neighbor's house here but yeah it definitely gets darker earlier there i'm interested to see how it works when we do daylight savings uh fallback because i don't know it's definitely getting darker way earlier than i feel like it is in ohio at least mm-hmm. right now so I don't know, the only downside of that is i hate driving at night yeah uh, I just really am not a fan. I don't know if it's the stigmatism or what, but the light is always like, I feel like everyone has their bright lights on driving. Oh. I'll be like, gosh, turn your bright lights off. And Jeff's like, that's not their bright lights, babe. You're, it's not. <laughs> it's so bright. I don't know. Uh, so I guess that's the only downside of it. But otherwise, I'm. I'm very excited for all of the holidays. Um, Same. Eric and I were just talking about Christmas shopping today. And I was like, I'm so ready to go back Christmas shopping. Like in a very like usual way. You know what I mean? I do. I I am ready for it. I want the Christmas decorations. I want the Christmas lights. I want to hear freaking Mariah Carey singing at the cash register. I want it all. Yes. 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 (laughs) I'm very excited about it also. I've already been talking about how I'm going to decorate here. And even Remington last night was like, Mom, you're talking about Christmas lights already? (laughs) Heck yes. Right now. (laughs) Actually, last night, I shared this on my Facebook. Turner Classic Movies played the first holiday airing of the season of A Christmas Story. Oh, uh, I didn't watch it. I was going to ask, did you watch it? No, it was way past my bedtime, man. It didn't come on until oh. like 10 and quite oh. lucky if I make it to 9. Uh, if I make it to the 10 o'clock news, I really feel like, ooh, look at you staying up kind of late tonight. <laughs> Pathetic. Party animal. I know. <laughs> Here's the problem, though. These freaking vampire cats uh decide at like two three ish in the morning that they want to do all the things Mm. jump in the box climb out of the box jump on your face while you're sleeping jump in the blinds jump in the window wrestle each other like a tumbleweed all around the room um all the things at like two to three in the morning including clawing every scratching post or anything that looks like potential scratching also and it's man it's like having a baby again i don't know why i didn't think this through uh clearly don't get me wrong i love them they're sweet for the most part they purr and they love getting petted and that's great but at three in the morning it's not great Um, and if you don't pet them they will literally like jump up on the bed and be like meow 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 and you're like okay i'll bet you okay (laughs) um 
I feel like I, I mean, I've literally been getting up at like four and five in the morning for good for the day because I just get fed up to the point that I'm like, all right, cool. I'm just up. Let's do it. Let's do this day. Come like eight o'clock. I'm like, ooh, who's ready for bed? And the kids are like, mom, are you serious right now? We finally reached the age, I think, where it's, they're just going to start outlasting me and there's not a lot I can do about it. Yeah. Um, Lucas, I asked him the other day, he um, got up the next morning. Um, it wasn't, what was it? I think it was maybe Sunday morning. Um, and he comes out and I was like, did you sleep okay? And he was like, yeah. And I was like, better question, have you been to sleep yet? And he's like, yes. <laughs> I was like, just checking. <laughs> and I know, like, it's I don't know. And there are some times where I really will try hard. Like, that's it. I'm going to stay up late tonight and get a whole bunch of stuff done. And it doesn't matter. I will be sitting here with, like, yarn in my hands, nodding asleep. You know, like, I, my body reaches a point. My sister, the RN, always says that she believes I have narcolepsy. She has it. And actually quite a few of our family members do. So there's a good likelihood here. But nonetheless, I've never been checked officially but she's always like, yeah, man, that's your body just shutting down. You don't have a choice over it. That's, you know, that's how it works. And it does. There are times that I'm like, dang it. I really thought I was going to do it tonight. I have fallen asleep with my laptop on my lap before sitting in bed, typing, and then asleep. Uh, it's lame. So I don't know. I'm going to need these cats to get their life together. Eric kills me because he's just on an off schedule because of his work schedule. And so sometimes he'll just, you know, fall asleep like in the middle of the day, but he'll have like his phone on, you know, he'll just be scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. And then I look over and he's like sound asleep in the chair. And I'm like, you want to, you want to just go take a nap or Good about he's like, no, I'm not asleep. I'm fine. I'm awake. And I'm like, okay, you're definitely asleep in the recliner, though. Facebook, actually. So, <laughs> I, wait, sometimes too, he'll fall asleep with the remote for the TV, like in his hand. And there's been times where I'm like, lifting up the fingers, sliding the remote out, trying to just get the remote for the TV back. Yeah. And almost always he will wake up and be like, I wasn't asleep. And I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, really? <laughs> okay. Sure. That's believable. Must be uh, a man thing for sure. Yeah. A daytime nap taker. I wish that I were because naps are dreamy. Like there are times that I'm so tired that I'm in mean, a nap would be great. But if I were to be like, hey, I'm going to just go lay down and take a nap. I cannot fall asleep to save my life. Oh, I will nap anywhere. I don't care if someone was like, you can only nap in the middle of the street. I'd be like, done. It's fine. <laughs> That's where I'll nap. I wish, I wish that I could. Um, I don't know. It's the anxiety, I believe, that just lives inside of my brain because I feel like, Brittany, you only get two days off and... How dare you spend that time sleeping when you could literally be cleaning this house or you could be doing the dishes or you could be knitting that thing that you wanted to knit or you could be looking up a new pattern. Like, it's off the hook, man. Uh, 
I'm going to just start, I don't know. I got to, I got to figure out the anxiety, I guess, but I really want to be a good nap taker because especially when it's getting cold in the fall, like I feel rainy naps. Ah, yeah. well back into talking about going Christmas shopping. So Eric and I, tonight we took a walk and we were already talking about going Christmas shopping this year. I was like, here's what I want to do. I've already picked out the sweater that I'm going to wear. I am going to also be wearing Christmas lights of some kind. <laughs> and I said, I am going to make a coffee in the morning and I am going to use Christmas creamer in it. Then we're going to go to IHOP and we're going to have a pancake breakfast and we're going to go Christmas shopping. Then we're going to have mall Chinese food. He will probably have mall pizza. I said, and then we will come home in time for me to take a nap. <laughs> and he was like, okay. I mean, all of that sounds absolutely <laughs> I feel like it's a great plan and we enact it here. Um, also, we will be back in Ohio uh, the first weekend of December for uh, our brother from another mother's wedding that yeah. you and I are attending. Yeah. And that is on a Friday, I believe, if, if that's correct. It is. Mm -hmm. That Saturday... 11 a.m. I need your calendar cleaned for us to go to Hibachi and make our resolution plans. Done. Okay. Okay. Because I feel like that's probably the best shot before the actual new year. And I don't really want to have to do like any kind of Zoom nonsense. Yeah. We need Hibachi. We need our 20 or 10 year. I about said 20 year planners. <laughs> don't even tempt us 20 year planners. <laughs> right. Um, we need our 10-year planners, and it's going to be game on for 2023. Um, Any ideas of resolutions that you have yet? I know it's early. Wait a bit, to be honest with you. Okay. Uh, big things happening in 2023. I 2022 clearly took some unexpected turns, because if you would have asked me when we did our planning last year... Hey, mid-year, do you think you're going to literally change your entire life and move out of state? Right, but wasn't it fun, though, when we did the planners in 2019 for 2020? We even wrote down, like, what addresses did we live at? Like, the ages of the kids and that yeah. kind of stuff. Because we knew they yes. were not going to be the same. Yes. It's going to be super exciting this year. Um, yeah. But I don't know if anybody wants to join on this journey with us. Sarah and I have 10-year planners. You can find them on Amazon, probably Walmart, anywhere really, I would imagine. Yeah. Um, or you don't have to go hardcore 10 years, just, you know, whatever. But we really are into, and I will say over the last like 10-ish years, we have done this religiously. We make plans and then we rock them out um join us we're not talking like i'm not talking about doing jenny craig for new year's i mean if you want to do jenny craig cool but we're talking about like bettering yourself bettering your family your life what are your goals what are your plans how are you going to get there how are you going to make it happen you need help with the plan sarah will i mean i will of course help but i gotta say when it comes out of the two of us Sarah's pretty hardcore about her planning and she will help you enact the plan. I will hold so, your feet to the fire. <laughs> yeah, I'm, she is the friend that you need in your corner that will hold you accountable to your plan. <laughs> so I don't know. Get on board with us. It's it's fun. It's something we like to do every December. We make plans for the following year, sometimes years to follow. Um, 
you know, goals with us, with our podcast, we have goals down the road further than a year out, even, mm -hmm. you know, our goal in one year, three year, five years, what's, you know, the plan. So it's fun. And it's fun, like Sarah said, too, for us to have, you know, written out the kids' ages, what our addresses are, what schools they go to, what just different things about them that we'll get to look back on years from now and be yeah. like, oh, remember that year when. Because those planners end 2029, December 2029. So when we're doing our 2030s planning and we look back on like the things that we did in 2019, right before 20, first of all, no one expected 2020 <laughs> to happen no. the way that it did. But it's going to be so cool to look back on that stuff um blamed us for 2020 huh quite a few of our friends blamed us for oh yeah because of the planners right were um not only the 10-year planners we may have even had shirts to wear for planning day <laughs> 2020s and boy were they roaring and we are yeah. gonna wear those shirts again this year and we're gonna keep wearing them we are we absolutely are 2030 we're gonna need to hit your sister up and be like Hey, it's been a decade. We're going to need an update here. Right. What happened in the 30s? Like, what was that known for? The plague. I don't know. Uh, I don't I don't think so. <laughs> was it? Let's look. What? <laughs> <laughs> Prohibition. I don't know. No, I think that was the 20s also. Man, the 20s really were roaring. Um, Known for. Let's see here. Oh, oh, not it's not good. Oh. Uh, the decade was defined by a global economic and political crisis that culminated in the Second World War. Oh, it saw the collapse of the international financial system, beginning with Wall Street crash of 1929, the largest yeah. crash in U.S. history. Let's let's continue on. Is there anything good here? The Great Depression? No, this is maybe we shouldn't. I don't know. <laughs> okay, so let's let's not maybe make t-shirts. <laughs> okay. Um, the um, okay, what major events? What major happy events? <laughs> and um, oh, prohibition was repealed. Okay, that's a celebration. I'll drink to that. Oh, oh man, that was in the 30s, too. I've watched some documentaries about that. Germany and Axel Newberg logs. Germany, shout out, Germany listeners. We've really had a lot of you going on today. Um, Man, there's 1930s were pretty rough, folks. If anybody listening was around then, uh, we appreciate you for sticking around this long because it seems like it was a little rough back in those days. <laughs> right. uh, yeah, I don't know. That's I'm not sure that there was anything super joyous of that decade here. But what about the clothes? Do they have good clothes in the 30s? Like What's happening in fashion? Fashion. They do have some happening fashion. It was okay. Uh, T-length or long dresses. I love. Okay. Dresses. Um. So maybe we just dress like that then, and we don't lots of wear nineteen thirties or twenty thirties t-shirts. <laughs> yes, maybe maybe that's it. We maybe we just wear a dress <laughs> instead. Oh, nothing will draw attention like a random early crisp December and we're dressed in <laughs> 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 
shoot. Let's do it. We should make it happen. Man, the 1930s. Let's check the 1830s. We've got to have something better here. 1830s. Little House on the Prairie. What do we got here? Uh, major events. Okay, we're scoping this out, people, because we've got it. That was a really depressing... Uh, the Oregon Trail. And I'm not oh. just talking the game. Uh, wow. Okay. Came the Oregon Trail in school. No, I didn't. Stop. Uh, it was the best in my day, which is really making me feel old because I'm pretty sure it was a floppy disk game in the computer. Oh. Uh, which was a pr pretty big deal. You put this little square floppy disk in... Uh, the computer and like put it down a special way everybody was real paranoid because computers were gajillions of dollars then and it was like a green screen uh very dinosaur like similar to the blue screens we use in the workplace type of game but you were on the Oregon Trail and you had to have like supplies and food and not die in the cold and um if you got a turn to play it it was a pretty big deal in like the third grade or so oh um but the i mean i've heard of it but i've never like no we didn't play that in school um uh, the 1830s were i mean not just really thankful i guess maybe that we weren't around in those times like the only thing coming up here we got is the oregon trail Opium wars in Asia. Um, oh, I feel like I don't. I don't know the Underground Railroad. I mean, a lot of, a lot of really serious things going on back then. These days, it pales in comparison to what everybody dealt with in life back then. That's what I try to explain to some people too, because. I see a lot of people just melting down over things right now. And I'm like, you need to stop being so dramatic. <laughs> I think a lot too. Reruns of Little calm down. Mary will come on. And I'm like, man, Ma and Paul had to drive Mary 17 days to the eye doctor that was 20 miles away. And also she could get eyeglasses. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. they had to plan a trip for a month just to go take poor Mary to the doctor and I mean I you know obviously it's a show but it was written about real times um yeah. I always imagine things are going to go back to that for some reason too and I don't know why like in my head though at any given time I'm going to be having to be knitting bonnets for all the kids for school you know what I mean <laughs> I don't know I don't know why I think like that but I'm always like man we just have it so easy like stupid stuff that I don't know. I wish people realized, you know, I don't know. I feel like what is such a big deal to everyone today is laughable. Or I, I guess I joke like first world problems. Me. I've definitely got a bunch of them that I talk about. Like I get mad when my coffee is not made right. How ridiculous. I think. <sighs> it's going to make me sound. I don't know. Maybe, I I don't know, but I think that social media has caused a lot of problems. I mean, it's done some good, too, because it helps you keep in contact with family and stuff that you don't maybe see all the time. But I feel like more harm than good has come from it. 
I do too. I mean, if you really boil it down to what it is, like I do thoroughly enjoy being able to follow friends and family and see pictures and things that I, you know, normally it would be harder to keep up on or see that because of the technology. But the flip side of that is, you know, everybody posting everything or just put, I don't know, there's just a lot of crazy stuff out there and it opens just a lot of doors to even crazier things. And a lot of attention seeking, I feel like in a negative way. Yes, or a lot of like vague, woe is me, but then, I don't know, just like weird. It's a public platform and a lot of people use it in weird ways, I guess I should say. Like, you know, I guess to each, again, to each their own, but I do agree that I feel like it's taken away the need for people to be able to have real conversations or mm -hmm. People to know how to socially interact in real life and not behind 72 filters. Right. And what you put out there stays out there. It doesn't go away. Right. There's even if you try to take down, someone's probably already screenshot it. And I mean, just be, people need to be mindful of the, the windows that they are letting people look through into their lives. Yeah, and I mean, even, okay, I just said about, you know, without 100 filters, but for real, I see so many. Hey, oh my goodness, I'm so sorry. Are you okay? I'm good. Our little chihuahua is absolutely not a fan of the cats. Oh. If the cats come within like a five mile radius of her, she's just not having it. Oh no. Because they literally do nothing wrong. Like they make eye contact and she's she's done. Uh, but yeah I feel like the filtering and all the pictures yeah crazy because I, I feel like it lets everybody hide behind a almost like an avatar like this like it's not a real world well there are avatars now that people are using well and so, have you seen those i have and they've always you know yahoo started that i would say decades ago they always had cute little you know avatar characters whatever cool right. but now like meta has a whole like metaverse that you can go and be a different total different person and now i've seen that yeah they signed a record deal on an artificial intelligence rapper he is okay character that doesn't exist in real life and he got signed a record deal that's crazy um, i mean legitimately it's crazy i don't <laughs> like i'm not saying like it's oh that's ironic and crazy like i mean like that's almost insane <laughs> right like I mean, way to go record company for making and keeping your own money you know by quote I was gonna say, is it even real money or is it like, like, uh, you know what I mean? Like fake money that would robot, yeah, like digital currency or something, their own money back to their own robot's account. Because <laughs> I don't know, I feel like this is very Will Smith and iRobot, yes, yeah. Oh, I don't know. Um, I okay. See, I just get on off all these things here, but you said Will Smith, which made me think of his daughter Willow and some of her music. And I hate to say it, but there are some songs that are catchy that she has. And 
I wouldn't say I like them. I wouldn't full on say I like them, but I would listen to them. However, there's a song I heard the other day on the radio. And it sounded a little hip hop-ish and almost maybe like Indian, maybe, in the background. Or what I would presume to maybe sound Indian. I don't know. Um, Newsflash, I secretly love a girl k-pop group and didn't know it i love this song and i finally looked it up the other day and i was shocked it was absolutely not what i thought um and not not in a bad way i just gotta say i know like a lot of teen girls here in the u.s love bts and you know i'm 38 like just not not really my thing and mm-hmm. you know oh um but i freaking love this song and i looked it up and it's uh a group called black pink the song is called pink venom so look it up um i freaking love it and i'm like who am i i don't even know what's happened to me look at me i love k-pop and just didn't know it so surprise i think we have some south korean uh listeners if anybody's listening shout out Tell me what other songs I've been missing out on my whole life that are fun. Uh, apparently, it's a whole thing, and I'm I've been completely out of the loop here. But I I don't know. They started playing it. I'm gonna need you to listen to it and tell me what you think. Okay. It's 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 out there. I was I was just I don't know. Very surprised. But asked me yesterday, have you ever heard of any girl K-pop groups? And it would have literally been like, no, man, definitely haven't. But apparently, I yeah. have and had no idea so were they singing with willow smith no but it sounds kind of similar some of the music sounds a little similar some oh okay because willow has a very distinct sound oh i haven't listened to new songs in a long long time i pretty much stick to like my michael bolton and celine dion radio stations on pandora so i don't know what's out there anymore this is why i love you i (laughs) I feel like my music has been stuck in a time capsule for the last 30 years. I also feel that, though, because I've got a lot of playlists that have the same songs, just kind of slight variations, but almost all of them have Whitney Houston, Janet Jackson. Um, Like, there's some staples that I always go to, and they're definitely not from, like, this decade or the last one. Or yeah. The- <laughs> I'm like, if you played a new song for me today, like, I don't know who that is or what they're saying. <laughs> So I have the um, XM, like the satellite radio in my car. Uh-huh. They were doing something, I don't know, a few months ago. Like I had a free trial and then like after the free trial ended, it was like something stupid. $2 a month or I don't know to keep it. And we did, which I'm glad because here I can go from one area of my work area to another. And like the radio presets I normally would have don't work in that other area. Which is pretty frustrating. So I just usually keep it on the XM radio. And there's a couple channels that are like super current pop. Um, There's like a hits channel and I listen to it pretty often. And it's like a, you know, top 10-ish. Um, And I just sucker for pop music. I just love it because it's easy to sing to. And I think that's it. I'm in the car. I'm jamming out. I love Lizzo. I can't help it. I love Ava Max. I also can't help it. I mean, you if you looked at some of my playlists, anybody would think that I'm like a 15-year-old child. <laughs> but I just 
help it. Sometimes it's catchy. And I'm like, mm, even that's how this song came upon me. Um, just like Willow Smith. If I would have known it was her when I heard that one song, I would have tried to not like it harder because I'm not really a fan of them in general. Just, yeah. And they are uh, just a lot of drama. It is. And I mean, even like the kids, like excluding the parents, the kids are odd. Yeah. But like, even you that sent me, and I'm talking like years ago, a thing of him talking, of Jaden Smith talking about how they were from like a different dimension. Yeah. I, and each their own. And I know, I know they're Scientologists and stuff, and I don't really know what all that entails. Yeah, but it was just it was just very bizarre what they were saying. Like it just it didn't even make any sense. Like I was like, it's just rambling is what you're doing. Rambling, like, very incoherent. Um, I don't know, bizarre. But I, you know, I don't, I don't know. Oh, shout out also. Uh, before we forget and get off of here, shout out to. Uh, our group members, if you're not a group member, find us on there. You will absolutely find us. No one else has a group name like it. It's Needles, Hooks, and Dirty Looks Podcast Year Long Stitchathon. Um, I see you ladies. Some of you have been posting your pictures, getting caught up on your temperature blankets. Kudos to you. I know some of us also have just said nope and stopped where we were at with them or stopped because your yarn was discontinued. Joanne's yeah um quite a few of us in the group ran into joanne's discontinuing our yarn so sure. i'm gonna try again next year and i'm going to probably do like a a queen size bed pattern because okay. i feel like it's gonna have to be that wide if it's gonna be that long that's a good call i also am gonna try again next year because why not i mean I feel like I will be in a better position to actually do it. I was doing good on the second half until we moved. And then, like, the priority obviously became packing and or unpacking. And it's just been a little chaotic since. So, I also want to try again come January. But I want to have it planned out better. Not just try to use scrap yarn. I think that's my downfall both times. I would not have had enough yarn that I chose because I was trying to use what I had. I need to actually just order enough, make sure I've got enough. I've made Lucas a blanket before, and it's still on his bed, and it's like a big full-size blanket. I think I'm going to next year make a blanket for Ethan, and it would be big enough for like a queen bed so that he can have it when he's older. That's nice. I like it. That is a good idea. I have been working on a 10-stitch blanket for Gatlin for like a year. Because it's just like a half side project I do when I'm bored with my other projects. I'll work on it some here and there. But I want to get some yarn to make Remy one also. And I've been looking at the Mandela Thick and Quick. I just I love it. Those yarn cakes are so dreamy. They just center pull really well. And... But they're so expensive. Yeah. I mean, I guess you get what you pay for. I love the yarn and it's dreamy because it's expensive. Well, and it's a lot of yarn, too, I think. 
I think so too. And I just really love a bulky yarn and theirs are so great. That's what I made my ultimate warriors pocket shawl with. And I just really love it. It works up so nice and quick. Um, yeah. I, I might bite the bullet and do it, but I just keep looking. Joanne's has good sales. We've got a Michael's close to us and I haven't been to it yet, but I, I might go this weekend and check them out for ones. I haven't stepped foot in a Michael's in probably 10 years. Oh, well, you should. Yeah, I don't know why. Like, not for any reason. I guess we just didn't really have one close to us. I bet they have their holiday stuff out. Have a, Oh, I bet they do. That's a good call. Uh, I'm going to have to check it out. I'm super excited. I feel like we're going to look like the Griswolds here. It's kind of a... I don't know. Everybody's kind of uppity-ish, and I don't know how they're decorating for the holidays will go, but I feel like I know how ours is going to go. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I loved your your pumpkins, by the way. I love seeing all your pumpkins and everything out. Oh, that's an old picture. <laughs> I haven't put them out yet this year. I was oh. just feeling festive. Oh, well, okay. Uh, really liked it, but I did Thanks. not that so nonetheless it did look really festive <laughs> thanks i saw that picture um the other day it came up in my memories actually and i was like oh we definitely got a jump on it a couple years ago and oh no that, i think that picture so that picture i think i posted that like in 2020 honestly and i think i was just over all of the shit and I was like, like, i'm putting up the- i was like we're putting out the decorations and we're just calling it a year uh, but we haven't done that yet this year. We're going to in the next couple weeks. Eric's going to put up the Halloween lights and stuff here. Um, probably this weekend, honestly. Um, but we we kind of try to do that stuff a little early. Because one, the weather is still decent to get outside and be putting up Christmas. Or not Christmas lights, but Halloween lights. And two, like there's no sense to put them up just to take them down in a couple weeks. I mean, if you're going to put them up, they should be up you know, for a decent amount of time. I agree. I feel the same with Christmas lights. I would put them up before Thanksgiving, but my spouse uh, forbids it. Oh. And feels that it takes away from the value of Thanksgiving um, by skipping past it and moving on to Christmas. But to me... I don't feel that way, but he has me. Thanksgiving is pre-Christmas. No, for Christmas. Um, but Remington's like that now too, and she'll be like, "Mom, we're not doing this. Why are you? It's not Thanksgiving yet." But she's very like she gets almost bossy about it because he's that way too. So, hate to tell everybody, but I will be spreading holiday cheer all throughout the month of November. Yeah, we put our stuff up right after Halloween. I Just because, them. like, it, and Eric and I are on the same page with that. Like, we don't want to bring out all of the Christmas decorations that put up the tree, put on the ornaments, all that kind of stuff. Just to take it down in a couple weeks. Like, we, we leave it up all holiday season. Honestly, this year we were late taking them down, too. They were, like, our Christmas tree was up until almost February. Yeah, see, I don't hate it. I've almost always wanted to be one of those people that just has a year-round tree and decorates it for, you know, Valentine's Day, St. Patrick's Day, whatever, all the way through. Um, But actually, as we're just 
discussing the Christmas tree here and all things holiday, I am thinking about how in the heck am I going to keep these cats out of that tree? Oh, you're not. They're going to be in that tree. Uh, (laughs) 100% they'll be in that tree. Dang it. Okay, well, time to Pinterest uh, what and how to keep cats away from. I'll be putting chicken wire up around the Christmas tree all the way to the ceiling. Yeah. Um, yeah, they'll definitely be, be in that tree. Ours aren't anymore because all of our cats are just, like, old now. <laughs> but, they, but they used to be in the tree all the time. Oh, man. I cannot. I... I'm just so not ready for that. Bubbles especially. You'd see her eyes like glowing through the branches. Oh no. Well. Mm, it's crazy. Uh, if you have any tips on keeping cats out of Christmas trees. Welcome them. Bring them in. You can uh, find us on social media to message us or tell us your tips and tricks. Uh, we are at DL, Or you can email us. It's spelled all the way out. Needleshooksanddirtylooks at gmail.com. Um, all of our socials the same there. Uh, Sarah does a fine job of running our Instagram and we've got Facebook, Messenger, TikTok, everything else you can think of. Um, or you can find our group, like I mentioned earlier, uh, Needles, Hooks, and Dirty Looks podcast year long stitchathon. Uh, jump on in there. You can talk about our New Year's planning or temperature New Year's planning. It's not too early to start planning that stuff either. Um, or you can find us here next week on Tuesdays. Bye.